0: Identity crisis. I'm stealing your word. <laughs>
1: yeah. <you're four.
0: laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome into Can I Steal You for a Second? Shay and I are back. We're talking all things Bachelor. We took a little detour. Had a minor identity crisis, but who among us hasn't? In times of quarantine, we were out on Netflix binging a couple shows, but Listen to Your Heart premiered last night, and I am so excited to dive back into Bachelor Nation and really get into the nitty-gritty of something fresh, something exciting, and I was hating on them last season, and Bachelor Nation, they won me over. I can't believe I'm saying that after one episode, but we have a lot to dive into.
1: Yeah, I am all in. Like, I... <laughs> Which I'm hearing myself, I'm like, I need a new expression, but that's a separate thing. Um, no, you use that. You have a very
0: refined opinion. <laughs> so when you say you're all in, you mean you're all in.
1: I do, and I like. I was. I was skeptical. It was. I was warming up to it because, like, I do like. Um, I don't know. I, I like music and like the music industry as like an area of whatever. So I was like, this is in terms of like theme spinoffs, like this is, this is up my alley, but I was not expecting it to be so like, it was, I just, I there are countless things that I liked about it. So I don't know where we want to begin, but. I know
0: I'm almost overwhelmed because it was so different. Mm-hmm. I think my big with last bachelor season is Peter. I'm sure he's a sweetheart in real life was a dud. The women, I couldn't buy into them being there for the right reasons. All the Bachelor cliches were coming out. It was kind of a tired cast and I needed something fresh. And this spinoff is so different than the normal Bachelor. It's a competition. And you felt that from right off the bat. Um, I didn't realize I was trying to be a purist. I know that you put out a lot of good editorial content. You do your research. I was trying to go in as naive as I could. No Instagram stalking, nothing. I didn't realize that there was going to be 12 guys and eight women. Yeah. So right off the bat, that doesn't add up. And I love this idea of that. Everyone is kind of fending for their own relationships. Yeah. And it just felt more organic. Like not if you don't go to a bar and like there's one dude and there's 30 women like trying to steal him for 30 seconds. It felt more organic. And I really liked that approach.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna uh, expose myself here for a moment. It's like, I throughout all this, I still haven't bothered to Google how Bachelor in Paradise actually works. But I think it is somewhat along these lines. But I, when I was on a separate soul searching identity crisis earlier this year about like what do I like in a dating reality show, I watched a whole bunch of my gosh, like 34 episodes of Love Island, and like they also that's another one where they have two groups of men and women. I think they're evenly numbered But each episode or the end of each week Involves like this schoolyard pick Of your date And like certain couples come to the forefront But there is a little bit of like Sort of jostling between like If two people are into the same person Like who gets to choose it first And like that I think Is a really interesting element And a show that is structured As I'm pretty sure <laughs> Listen to Your Art is Whereas like the first couple episodes Almost like um, Love is Blind Involved the like dating aspect and then the second part of the season once they're coupled up they start competing which is amazing uh, like that makes it a really interesting element where like this week there were more women than men so they had the upper hand and you immediately saw the moment chris harrison announced that and he was like everyone's here like the guys were like oh shit like we have to start charming like we have to sell ourselves uh, and then next week they add women to the house. So then there are more women than men. And it's like, it's just like a little bit of like, I don't know, something extra that I think simultaneously balances the power dynamics of the show and also, you know, increases the instability of the drama. Just yes. Instability. It's what we want in a
0: dating show is instability and drama. Not in my own life, but in a show (laughs) a thousand percent. Um, And I love that they're adding new people. I think that it helped me personally. I really struggle with 30 faces right off the bat (laughs) and learning their names and getting invested. I felt like last night I recognized everyone that was on the screen. I kind of got to know a little piece of their story. So it felt, um, it was more snackable of an episode and I felt more invested. And I was curious as this kind of unfolds, If it's going to trend like relationships, I have feelings for you, let's make this work. Or if they're going to kind of build alliances just to get to the next round. That's the vibe I get from the show. They're spinning it as, you know, listen to your heart. How many times did Chris Harrison say that last night? But I think it's going to get like almost survivor-esque where they start building alliances. And okay, this person isn't a threat as a singer, but this person and I like sound better together yeah um, we're more marketable that's where I see it going
1: which is in, like I didn't think I was going to have the opportunity to name check so many of my favorite reality dating shows th- this morning but um, <laughs> another favorite of mine are you the one as a similar like there's uh, there's money there's a prize mm-hmm. and there hits a point in the season where like people are in love but they're confirmed like not a match or whatever and then there's there's a Without a doubt, every season there's a tension between the people that want, that are like playing the game and want to win, and people that are like, you know, really just there for love. So screw the million dollars. And like, that's different because they're all collectively working toward a shared pot of money they would split. Whereas like this show, it's like there could only be one couple winning. But it is like a very, I don't know. And it, it gets at, I think, like that tension of, you know, who's here for the right reasons. And, you know, if, I don't, I don't, I think it's fair to say that no one is going on a bachelor show without the consideration that they might be famous. Like, if you don't want that, you're not going on the show. And I don't don't even think that's a bad thing. I think it's just like a nature of, I think it's like what um, Alex Stern, the casting producer told us the other week, where it's like you, the people that are going on these shows are like extroverted, they're, you know, gregarious, they're outgoing people that want that sort of spotlight. So I don't think it's a bad thing. But I think in a show where there is a, like, there's a quantifiable entertainment prize at the end. Like, there is something to where I think that's really interesting. And, like, I wonder, I mean, I feel like that's a lovely segue to get into the first love triangle we have. But I wonder if it's a consideration that if you're, you're talking to two boys and it's like, well, I sang with him. And I didn't really feel any chemistry. i want to go with the other one.
0: Yeah. No, let's talk because we're talking. It's Jamie, right? And Ryan and trevor is his name yes is that the love triangle i just said i learned all the names last night clearly i'm still pencil in hand still struggling um but let's talk a little bit about jamie because you're you were out running our your own twitter you're putting some tweets out on the fan-sided brand as well last night and the one that really got me jamie comes on and you had like four screen grabs of things she had said she's 21 she's clearly like this young like just like deer in headlights, so hopeful and full of promise. And I'm here for love. I can't wait to find the one, blah, blah, blah. And then she's the one that found herself in this love triangle. It took a turn. It went from like zero to uh, 60 with
1: me. I want to interrupt you for a hot second and circle back to the 21 part because we had a little bit of a conversation here.
0: We did. Ooh, okay, yeah. So <laughs> I am the first to be like, age is but a number, like whatever. But 21 is really young. And the oldest contestant that we'll see on the show is 38. And I trust that, you know, Jamie is a grown-ass woman. She can make her own decisions, whatever. But I think it's a little creepy from a casting and producing perspective to put, like, a 20-year-old college-age student with, like, a 40-year-old man. And it was just a little off-putting to me.
1: And but... To be- I think this is totally on the producers, which they're produced. And but it's it's strange to me because it doesn't seem it's such a divisive controversy. I guess that it doesn't even seem like they're like we're going to cast her because it'll be a big story. Because I don't I don't think this is like a collective Mm concern. Uh, But it is. I what got me was that she's the only she's the only one that's 21 and i think the youngest man is like 26 or 27 which again like that age difference isn't huge but when you put it on the whole spectrum it's like and i think the next youngest woman is maybe 23 or 24 so it's like it's not like there's a big like a bunch of 21 22 year olds which i think you sometimes see on the bachelor and and it just it felt like she and also she just everything about her like she's she's a young 21 like or like a clear 21 where it's like not just 21 but like you wouldn't notice it like I felt like and maybe I'm like primed to pay attention to that but like it seems man like everything about her like it was so just like oh my sweet child you were so young and the fact that like immediately like not zeroed in on but like the favorite was the 21 year old and like 28 29 like oh come on guys
0: I know so I was trying to buy into it but i'm glad i messaged i was messaging shay i'm just like am i being cynical is this kind of creepy what's going on here because she is a young and that's what i loved about her is that she has this like blind op like optimism is so excited to be there she's very beautiful she's talented um i have to say it's one thing to watch these like conventionally attractive people on like Bachelor in Paradise, like running around in their bathing suits. But now they all are like hot and can sing. And I was in like day two of the same like gray sweatpants, like sitting in my living room. Um, So I'm happy that I liked the show because it wasn't as much of a dig on my well being as I thought it would be. Like all these hot people just singing in a room. But uh, anyway, back to Jamie. Uh, Yeah, she is young and that's what I love about her. But part of me in the back of my mind is just like the entire there's just like a dark part of entertainment as an industry, which we've seen and we don't need to go down
1: that rabbit hole.
0: But I was like, ABC, yeah. what are you doing?
1: Like she, like you said, like she's a, a a woman that can like make her own decisions mm-hmm. and, and the stakes are relatively low on this show. And like, I think too, I think I realized that in sort of Ryan and Trevor's defense a little bit, like, they don't, unless she's told them, like, she, they don't know that she's 21 um so there are there are there's gray all around it was is a little thing that i think sort of like hit us both it's like Ooh. yeah uh, we love to was, go in terms of storyline she was like the storyline from the premiere
0: oh yeah and you and i love to just like go off the we can't just take it as entertainment value and like move on with our <laughs> night we enjoy these side conversations um but jamie did find herself in a love triangle night one she hones in on ryan who oh, i don't want to be too generous with but he was kind of like the favorite of the night um on twitter people were really reacting to him and so jamie finds herself with ryan right yes ryan (laughs) and you know they hit it off and in the same night she is also hitting it off with trevor and in that blind optimism that she has she's like i like them both i don't know what to do and you just know having watched the bachelor producers work their magic like this is going to be an issue yeah. and she ends up going on the date with Ryan and they go to a studio and this is where they almost lost me I'm like I was a little, little too ho- this, this isn't a date you don't go to a recording studio for a date I'm not musically inclined so I don't mean to speak for those that are but like she says this is the best that I've ever had like yeah no kidding <laughs> and I was like, it's just, just like strange yeah um but I thought they were so cute together they're singing Gravity by John Mayer which is like one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time so I'm melting I'm swooning they look so cute together and I think everyone was like damn like night one kind of we saw shades of like Maddie and Pete when they went to his parents renewal of their vows last season, how all of a sudden you were just like locked in Maddie and Pete. Like you knew that was going to be a thing the rest of the season. So I know this is only a six week ordeal here, but I was like, that looks like it's going to be there for a minute. Were you as one over as I was? Cause I was into it. No,
1: But so I'm, I'm going to feel like a real weird place with this love triangle where I both I don't care about the stakes of the love triangle, but I'm very endeared by Ryan as an individual. So like, I don't want, no, I should say, I don't want, I want him to go far, but I don't really, I'm not, I don't really care if it's with Jamie. But <laughs> he's really I feel that. So in wanting him to be happy, I want her to want, him. it's a whole thing. I'm way too in. Um, but I was like, What are the things that like, <laughs> you were like, yeah, like they hit it off night one. Part of the reason, and we don't know the timing on this, but part of the reason they hit it off was because they were the first, she was the first one in in the mansion. Mm -hmm. He was the second one. And then nobody else showed up for a while. There was literally no one else for them to talk to. And I think like evidence on the day and throughout the rest of the night and, you know, testimonials from the other people, like they did legitimately have a connection, but part of it was like, all right, this is a a wee bit staged. And then Trevor comes in and he is, he's the one that, was on American Idol a couple years ago and had, like, a flirtation with Katy Perry. And, like, he's... he I In my sort of, like, preseason musical evaluation, I was like, this guy's going to be in Bachelor Nation for a long time, in some capacity. He's not going anywhere. Um, but he comes in as sort of, like, the... the like, not the bad boy, but, like, the alternative, I guess. And then the way the dates work... This week, guys were allowed to pick their date. So it would be, it would be like, Ryan, you get to pick a date. And so, like, right when you're feeling like Ryan's underdog, like, he gets the upper hand. So obviously he's picking Jamie, and they go on this magical date. And it's just, it was so, honestly, I know we were just hating on them for casting, but, like, it was so well-produced and how they, like, pulled the strings of this love triangle. I was just, I didn't care. And also, I was thrilled. (laughs)
0: we love producers doing their job but going back to this is a total side note but trevor being on american idol Mm. um i act like i'm on this pedestal of but it's trash tv but i get annoyed when people like double dip in reality shows like you had your american idol moment why are you on bachelor like now you're crossing over here
1: because i think it's name it didn't work (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's what I am saying. Maybe that should resonate. Like, hey, dude, didn't work the first time. Like this whole reality TV thing, not your shtick. I always just, I think it's interesting because I could never, I would never have the confidence or the courage to like be like, hey, mom and dad, sorry for what you're about to see on national television. I'm gonna go do it. I'm too shy. I could never. So I do respect people that can just like take a leap of faith.
1: Yeah.
0: But to do it twice, I'm always like, what? what do you what's the end goal like you're clearly just trying to fast track to some kind of uh, fame or following that you couldn't build organically and that maybe I'm a hater but I was like doubling down on reality television that's a trip that's a trip
1: oh man well like reminds me of on love is blind when everyone identified Carlton as a alum of the real housewives universe yeah Uh, but okay more to the point are you team Ryan or Trevor Let's do that. Let's play this game. I think
0: I'm not as enamored with Trevor, but I don't know if I like Ryan with Jamie. Like you said, like you want to see Ryan do well, but I don't know if this like... Like you said, the, the first night it was Jamie and Ryan. That's why they hit it off. They also were on the couch and she said, tell me something <laughs> about your childhood. I don't know how we skip this. No, she's, she's
1: like, tell me like, something good. Like It was specifically yeah. a good memory. <laughs>
0: I think I have it pulled up. She was like so here's a direct quote what is a really good memory you have from childhood and he says without missing a beat uh so I had seizures when I was really young and you could just see like the color go from her face and he she's like oh he's like and so I had brain surgery and she's like what am I supposed to say and he was like it just gave me a really good perspective on life I thought she she definitely thought he was going to be like I played piano and like fell in love with music. And he was talking about like traumatic brain injuries.
1: That sure, right. was kind of, I remember she did kind of calm out and be like, that's a good memory. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, it changed my perspective. And like, I had a lot of time to like think, whatever. <laughs> but, I was like,
0: mm. I think I've, we've all been in a small talk situation where you're just like, I wish I hadn't
1: asked that question. It gets too so. real too fast.
0: Yeah, I had not ask. I was just trying to be nice, dude. I don't really care about your childhood trauma. Oh. But that's beside the point. So I do like Ryan. I think he's sweet. I was very charmed by his performance. But I don't know if I was vibing with him and Jamie. Like, I like them both as individuals. But as an entity, I'm not as old. Um, But if we have to pick one for Jamie, I guess I'll go Ryan over Trevor.
1: Yeah. Were you surprised she picked Trevor?
0: I was but I think always in the back of my mind is we're only being shown what the producers want us to see. And in reality, she could have had much stronger conversations or connections with Trevor that we just weren't seen. So I am very seldom shocked on these shows because I know it's such a small sliver of the span of filming. So I'm a little, I'm a little cynical with the production, but um, I, I didn't see it coming. No, but I wasn't surprised. I was yeah. like, hmm, okay. I can wait this out. But I did know that it was too soon for Ryan to go home. Let's skip to the end. But
1: right. um, That's, at the end. I feel like we need now unravels a lovely sort of thread of thread of drama, which again, another reason these shows where there's like relatively equal numbers, men and women are great is because that it's like, it's like a tapestry of drama where everyone's connected in multiple different ways which would also happen on like The Bachelor if they just went ahead and like cast a queer season and everybody was into everyone, but that's a different that's a different tangent. That's asking
0: too much, Shay. Right.
1: But you know, we've got we've got you know attraction, interest going all over the place here. And so when Jamie picks Trevor, Ryan's still there. And that leaves oh, the question of like, oh man, is Ryan gonna get sent home? Because he put all his eggs in the Jamie basket of like, he wasn't really talking to anybody else. And everybody in the house sort of respected that connection. And that was cool. Um, but I don't know. I think I, like you, was like, there's no way. They just, they gave him the singing date early. Like, there's no way that this guy's going home. Um, and then, queen of drama, Rudy, who we will now need to talk about. She she gives him her rose. So, let's roll it back and talk about how we got to Rudy giving her rose to Jane, or Trevor. no. Ryan. Sorry, their names are all too similar. And also, I think I, I think Ryan reminds me of someone that I know named Traverse. This is just going to be a real, tra- real tough season for me. <laughs> anyway, No, the
0: other, the other white guy's name. That one. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no. so I... It's a two-hour thing, and these two-hour episodes are a little lengthy. Um. So we'd reached the point in the episode where I was like, mm, I don't know, like, I need I need the rose ceremony. Like, I need this
1: to speed up a little bit. And many dates. What's that? Two dates were too many. We had it on one date.
0: One day. One day I was fine with my John Mayer. That was beautiful. It was, I was swooning, cut to the rose ceremony. So I guess in Rudy's mind, she had this connection with Matt and I I, I guess I'm telling it from his perspective. I'm being a little biased, but in her mind, when he said, I would love to take you on a date." she took that as like, we're going on a date. And in his mind, he was just like, yes, I enjoy your company. I would love to spend more time with you. Yeah. So, um, when push comes to shove, Matt goes on a date and he doesn't bring Rudy. She is devastated. She's like, you know, shit talking with the other women. And then she calls him out on it. And he wasn't very defensive, which I kind of appreciated. He was like, oh, this is just a miscommunication. I don't know. Sorry, dude. And she fuming and she was so upset that she didn't he wasn't getting why she was bothered. And you would have thought they had like been in a relationship and had twelve kids and like it was 40 years deep because she was like, How dare you? And it's like, girl, you've known him for six hours and he made an offhand comment like that's not that's not blood. Like that's not there. That doesn't mean anything. And so I think everyone they were trying to again, producers trying to make her out to be the crazy one. We all know a Rudy it's like your friend that someone like literally looks at them and they're like, they're in love with me. Like they just take it 12 steps too far. Yeah.
1: We all know a Rudy. Well, it just kept in mind for everyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like,
0: oh yeah. That's my Rudy. Um, I I'm a Rudy magnet. I feel like I have a lot of Rudies in my life, but also I think you have been in your life too, where you know, a Matt where you're like, this is why I'm upset. I'm laying it out for you. And they're like, what? I don't get it. Like, I couldn't make this clear. So I did, did feel for her that she was trying to be candid with Matt and he wasn't getting it. But Rudy was, I thought she was out of line.
1: I think it also kind of reflects, like, the rock and the hard place of these shows where you're supposed to. They want you to come out at night one, like, declaring your love and, you know, being on this, like, Jamie level. But, you know, you've only known the person a night. Like, it's not particularly reasonable. And I think... I don't know. I, I tried to, I, I did not ultimately go back, but I thought about going back because I didn't, nothing about, I don't know. When he got the date card, he first says like, Rudy, can I talk to you? And so he goes and he talks to her and they have a conversation and they talk about like their mutual interest in going on a date. And I don't remember if he said anything to the effect of like, I, but I haven't made my mind up or anything like that. But then he immediately has another one-on-one conversation with Mel. And I felt like I don't know how that was presented to the group, but like that to me clearly seemed like a, a man who had like, ugh, I call two connections, and I don't know which way to go. So I'm gonna talk to both of these women before, rather than getting the date card and immediately being like, Mel, let's go. So I don't know. Maybe it could have been more clear. Um, but I didn't I didn't read it as the promise that she did. And like it also seemed mm-hmm. It's tough because it seems we don't see everything, but it feels impossible that Rudy could have missed him talking to Mel ever in the mansion. Or she, I don't know. It seems like these things should be on her radar. Um, so that was—I didn't get that. And then she spent the entire date, which did we mention was the plain white teas? What a no <laughs> <laughs> and they don't play. They didn't play Heather Delilah, which just seemed like a. I know. In I was
0: thinking though that maybe that track was a little more expensive, and ABC wasn't trying to put a ton of money into this. True. Even though I'm sure they have like an endless supply of it, but I was like, come on, that's the one song you have to play.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so and then they get back, and this I thought was interesting, and they didn't spend a lot of time on it, which whatever. But Matt's immediately, like, moved on from Mel. And I feel like that they must have gone on a date and then, like, realized they don't have a connection because she didn't seem heartbroken about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was no... Because he says something to the camera. He's like, well, there's no way that Mel's giving me her rose. I was like, well, okay. Um, but, yeah, and then she's... This is mostly about Rudy, where she's still on this tear of um, just trying to turn the, the mansion against him. And I, I hope... I hope this isn't a drama that lasts into week two, because it just doesn't feel like there's anything there. No, um, but Rudy does seem like one that she will last. Uh, she will go far.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed her. Cause and that's the thing. She wasn't like screaming, crying. Like she was just annoying. She was upset. It was like a nice little slice of drama. But if yeah. this drama does last into next week, like I'm going to be annoyed because it's, it ended. It's over. The conversation has been had. Um, And I don't know, I I liked it. And I, part of me was hoping that maybe when they bring some more um, people into the house next week, everyone will kind of up their game to kind of like hold on to what they already have. Like, you know, you're maybe being competitive, but there's something about, you know, when new people come into the mix, you feel possessive of what you already have, you know, interacted with. So I'm excited for that next week.
1: I would say too, with the Rudy drama, I appreciated, and I can't remember if I said this <laughs> earlier on the show or before we started recording, but one of the things I like about the, the setup of these shows is that it can get very, on like the normal Bachelor or the Bachelorette, can get very like catty and, you know, infighty between the, the contestants who are like, they are competing against each other, but it can't it can meet fast. And like, so far, what we've seen is like very middle school, like boys and girls gossipy, where it's like, even in this case, the drama was sort of directed at the, at the, you know, the interest where it's like, she was mad at Matt and the woman rallied around her. And like, she wasn't ever mad at Mel, which was like nice and refreshing. And I think because it's not everyone competing for one person. And like, I think eventually, you know, I can't imagine Trevor and Ryan are on great terms right now, but like, it doesn't seem, it seems at least for now, a little bit friendlier than we've seen, especially because I know, Pete's season it just we've we've criticized it plenty but it seems like that got like negative fast and that was one of the things that was less enjoyable about it um so i've really i really uh liked um the nature of the drama so far one episode it i guess i feel like i'm gonna hype this up and then this is gonna nosedive next week but <laughs> we'll see. i mean it very
0: well could but it's only six weeks so mm-hmm. i feel like you know we've all watched a bachelor episode where two hours have gone by and you're like wait, what happened? Like there was no substance where I feel like six weeks is the perfect amount of, you know, let's pack it in. Let's trim the fat. We don't need to stretch this out for even though I'm surprised they didn't extend it in light of, you know, all of the filming delays and whatnot. But I think that, you know, they kind of trimmed the fat. It's an added layer of, you know, a mix of people competing. I just think the, the lone bachelor, you know, in a house, where like producers shuffle him in when they want to and bring him out. It's just, it feels tired to me and watching this last night, it did remind me of, you know, like love is blind. And are you the one shows that I've much rather watch than the bachelor? So I hope that, you know, moving forward they implement some of these things because it just feels more organic and it's more fun to watch. And I, I just, I'm over the, the, the fake here's the bachelor like, let's shuffle him in from 2 to 4 p.m. And then he leaves forever. It just It's weird. It's a weird thing.
1: My, my long time viewing Bachelor friends, um, last summer, I remember them saying that like Bachelor in Paradise has become almost everyone's favorite show for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an element. Um, the one my friends always cites said Like, you know the characters because they're all people that have been around. So it's like you're, you're already invested and familiar with them. Um, and then on top of that, like, it's just, it's a different, the tone of the show is different and it's just, it's just more fun. Um, and I think this, this is in a roundabout way going to make me more into watching Bachelor in Paradise. Of course, that's not currently casting or shooting. We don't know what's happening there, but in theory, it's like, this is just, it's, it's more entertaining. And I feel like if that's, if that's, it. <laughs>
0: And I think that's what we need right now. I have been like binging television like I had never have before. And last night was a nice taste of something new, something that's not scripted, but it it was just kind of like a a void in my life, this reality TV void. (laughs) And I really enjoyed watching it. And I think that, you know, they've seen Paradise take off. I think the reception to this last night when everyone was criticizing it during. Those, you know, listen to your heart commercials for God knows how long. Um, You know, it wasn't the most anticipated uh, production, but I think that in light of nothing else going on and how well it was done, people were really pleased with the final results of it or the first episode. I know we're both like, really, we need to pump the brakes a little bit. (laughs) A little bit. Um, I'm looking over my notes here. It's funny because we were saying, uh, I think that Trevor got a little shit because he showed up in, like, a beige, like, corduroy jacket that famously Jed wore when he was, uh, you know, playing his music. So, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, yeah, there's poor Jed. I mean, I never thought I would say that. But this would have been the perfect, like, if Jed had just held out, figured things out with his girlfriend, and then came on this show, he would have done so
1: well. Well, maybe. I don't know. He was, Was he that good? I don't know. I don't know. I also wonder, like, uh, from, like, a casting producer standpoint, do you cast... Was he cast in Hannah's season because they knew he was going to get destroyed versus, like, some good Samaritan being, like, hey, man, sit tight for a year? We got you. (laughs) We got you. We got something in the works. Um, Our producer,
0: Hunter, just messaged us, and he's like, you guys haven't talked about Jonathan Todd yet. Who... but." yes oh michael todd sorry 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 i'm reading the author of oh no is that what hunter said john you're giving me bad names hunter his name is um my bad it's okay i forgive you i'm blindly like opening my different tabs here but
1: michael because a bunch of people made michael scott
0: jokes on my timeline oh my god okay well he was just giving me like boy band this guy you know he's there just to kind of be the like butt of the jokes like He's not casted because he's some, you know, conventionally attractive, like, musician that's going to walk in and s- everyone's swooning. He's awkward. He has this, like, blonde, spiky hair and, like, a leather jacket.
1: Older, too. I think he was, like, 33 or something. And just, like, yeah, like, oozed, like, confidence, but, like, the r- he was in the wrong room. Like, there and maybe the wrong decade. Like, there was a place where, like, that he would have played great on a like mtv dating show 15 years ago but like everyone's like a little bit more self-aware now a little more (laughs) articulate they're not rolling in immediately like singing and talking about their lips and like like beatboxing and like whatever it was that he was doing that was just like everyone was just like oh
0: he was he looked like straight out of like a boy band from like the I guess like 20 years ago at this point he was giving me like shades there was a picture I pulled it up last night where it's like in sync and they have like all these like weird like leather pants leather jackets it just he seemed like he they found him on the street and we're like coming to our show he was awkward literally the first he's you know talking I forget who he was talking to and he was you know do you like my lips and everyone that I was watching with and I think on Twitter as well was like cringing just watching him try to like kiss someone and he, he was awkward he's beatboxing which is never a good thing to do at a party I don't care how talented you are like no one wants a beatboxer at the party he was awful but for you know television reasons I did enjoy his presence on the show
1: yes and I want to say was that Savannah that was with him I think was, so. Like, the excellent, uh, yeah. I really like her. I think she's going to be, um, the one or one that, like, is... Sorry, I'm trying to pull up me. some got distracted for a second because then I couldn't find Skype. Anyways, I think she's going to be, uh, like, I, the, the queen of, like, reactions where her commentary and her sort of, uh advice and all that is like awesome and I hope that she can sing too but like she I don't see her finding a match in the house yet which again I had no idea that Love uh, Island was going to become such a text for me but like that was another thing that happened there too where they had these favorites in the house that everybody loved as friends but like they just didn't you know bad luck like their, their romance wasn't there and I think that you saw it on The Circle, too, where like I one of my favorite things to watch on shows like this now is the sort of loyalty to the original group, where there reaches a point where, and you saw it on The Circle and you saw it on Love Island, where people are picking friend partners just because like they've known them the longest. And they're like, eh, well, like, I'm going to keep. Uh, you know Savannah around because like we sing together and we get along really well and we've been here we were going through it together as opposed to like well this person just entered to the house and like they're hot but like do I really know them um, I think it's very interesting on shows like this to watch how how quickly people form bonds to like the original group um, and I wonder I wonder if it will happen here I wonder if like you mentioned before like the music aspect of well, this person I can sing with and I like them and we've been here since day one. I'm rolling with this. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot to sort of go there, right? But I, I like her. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she'll find romance too. But for now, I'm just like, keep her around as long as possible for the reactions and the commentary and shutting down the douchebags. bags.
0: <laughs> She's also, I really enjoyed her commentary. And I think because these people have, you know, like their musical career or whatever, the longer they're on the show, the more it benefits that, absolutely. It's not just, you know, you're trying to be an influencer or, or whatever. But I was, we didn't talk about this yet. When they were showing up, showing their names, I'm always interested what everyone's career is, but no one was really a musician as their full-time job. Like we had yoga instructors, like the whole works of careers. And part of me was a little more invested again, because I'm like, okay, maybe they're trying to like make music a full-time thing. And they're here to do that. So as much as I shit on everyone for being there for the wrong reasons, I'm like, no, you work that camera, you work that confessional interview, like get famous, meme yourself, whatever it takes, like get a following because bachelor nation, you talk about allegiance and loyalty. Like if you have the allegiance of bachelor nation, that's an entire audience to help amplify your career. So I am suddenly on the other bandwagon of, you know, it's time to, you know, use reality television as a platform to better your music career.
1: Yeah. And that reminds me of Chris, who seems like a sweetheart, has like a first night connection with Brie, also seems mm-hmm. like a sweetheart, but he's also been, he's almost like <laughs> providing the soundtrack for the show where there is like, a piano in the mansion, and he's just always kind of, like, doodling and playing and singing, and, like, of all the people that, like, we got to see Ryan sing, channel his or John Mayer, um, and I think, like, you know, you see people sing in, like, snippets here and there, because they all end up doing that, because that's who they are as people, Um, but, like, I feel like Chris was the one that I was immediately coming out with, like, well, you know, no matter how this ends, this guy's on somebody's like some a or whatever is like writing down his name like you mm-hmm. know if he if he likes makes it long enough like he's good enough um and maybe even great we'll
0: see but he's good enough and maybe even great the bar is so low um but it is funny you said he's like the soundtrack of the show because part of me was like when are they all just gonna sit in like a kumbaya circle with like the guitars and the instruments Um, but they have like a piano and, you know, he took up kind of playing music. Um, I am not musically talented. I wish I was, but I do enjoy it in moderation. I don't like being in like a circle of everyone singing. It's a little creepy to me. Like I love concerts. I love live music, but I don't like being like part of a campfire or when the party breaks out all their instruments. That's never my vibe. And I was worried this show would be a bunch of musicians in a house trying to like out each other, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, I am going through the cast here,
1: and I, I would we've talked about that. I would say if I was Ryan's friend or maybe even Trevor's friend, that he doesn't seem as fun. I would have given, I would have offered him a thousand dollars to say verbatim and then do it Anyways, Here's Wonderwall and start playing it on live television. I think I wish I
0: would have like fed my <laughs> friend some lines in right like you're like all right come on you got one take one take I got you anyway here's uh, <laughs> a missed opportunity a huge missed opportunity um that sounds like it's right on par with bachelor like the producers writing you know the yeah. way they work in you know Chris Harrison he, I think he said the gravity in this room right now like they love their cheesy lines maybe it's yet to come we haven't seen all it we have right. five I more weeks <laughs> We haven't talked about also one of my favorites, Sheridan. Oh, sweet Sheridan. I know he, um, looks the part. If you haven't watched the show picture, you know, American Idol contestant from Austin, Texas. Like he's got the long hair, the hat, the like button shirt, like the whole, he's just a caricature of a musician and his name is Sheridan. Like that should tell you all you need to know. Um, looking at him I thought he was gonna have this like huge sweeping ego because he looks the part but he was so gentle and sweet and there's a you know godforsaken screenshot that I know you have somewhere where the woman that he was interested in Julia is outside with another man
1: just jump in go for it I was gonna say I also love her big fan of her
0: Julia, I was like, why is everyone, I feel like I went to go get tea and I came back and everyone was talking about Julian. I was like, did I miss her? And then I was very charmed by her yeah. and you know, she does music therapy. She just seems like an incredibly gentle and kind soul. So I was really into her. Also well, um, in your interest. She you sang the national anthem on a Sixers game. I know. I was like, literally, well, here's like, Oh, pet peeve. Anyone that knows me, huge pet peeve. I hate when people say they're from somewhere and they're not like, I guess the argument is if you're from like the suburbs of Chicago, no one has heard of your suburb, but they've heard of Chicago. So people say I'm from Chicago. I'm like, no, you're not. So on her lower third, it says she's from Philadelphia, but on her bachelor, like bio, it says Wayne, Pennsylvania. (laughs) And I was like, the bachelor producers are out here just pissing me off because she's not from Philadelphia. She's from Wayne, Pennsylvania, wherever the hell that is. So anyway, whatever. But I like Julia <laughs> I
1: and too. But I also—is that better or worse than Jamie, who is out here with lower third saying Nashville because she's lived there for six months a year when she's actually from New Jersey? Very Taylor Swift of you, girl.
0: <laughs> I know some Jersey trash. Um, no, you got to own it. I think. And here's the thing: going back to that you know, watching these people interact, small talk can be awkward. So I always commend people that can go on national television and not make a fool of themselves doing it. But I think if you say, oh, I'm from, you know, small town, Illinois or whatever, someone goes, oh, where is that? Like it leads to conversation. That's how we converse as human beings. So I don't know if I've taught anyone anything, just own where you're from, make a conversation out of it. Anyway, we're talking about Sheridan and Julia. And there's a screenshot out there of, Julia is outside with another man, and they're like talking, and they're really close. And he's just lurking in the background, like they looking sad,
1: making out. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm keeping a little a two PG here. They were making out, and he's in the background, just like sad, kind of standing. It is the saddest screenshot because I really like him, and you could tell there was a moment of you know his heart was hurting. Yeah,
1: and it was. It's a great you know, grid screenshot because in context, it wasn't so bad. Like they were talking before they were making out and he was coming into the room to steal her for a second. And you know, he had to get from the doorway to where they were sitting. And the only way to do that was to walk up behind them. But the way <laughs> the screenshot looks, it's the two of them like perched on these steps, just, you know, totally into each other. And then him in the background, just like slowly. <laughs> and and he's it's like, backlit. So his hair is like flowing.
0: And it's oh. it was, like the ultimate third wheel uh photographs. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt for him. I'm kind of going through all their headshots here. and I mean, but he got the rose from her, so came out on top. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. So I really like him. I was just like looking back on the whole episode, and I have all their faces in front of me right now, but I was impressed with how charmed I was by everyone. I think sometimes, you know, people in the first episode, like oversell themselves or... You know, I was worried the music was going to be a little gimmicky, but everyone felt like very real and genuine and had a personality. So I was pleasantly surprised by any kind of worry I had about the show being gimmicky or cheesy. You know, Bachelor shows as a whole are inherently cheesy, but it was very manageable. And I was I know we keep saying we're all in, but I've never said that about like a Bachelor show. I am genuinely invested in this season.
1: Yeah, I think to your point, like it is like, it's, it's cheesy. Like there's a gimmick there. You mean, you look at those dates and you're like, that's not, that's not really a date, but it's like, they're trying to force in the the music element. Um, And I feel like that's going to double down when they lean into these like performances that have to convey their love. Um, But you know, it's for now, I think it's really well calibrated where it's like, it's, Obviously those things aren't going to be there because you're watching a bachelor spinoff, but it's not, it's not too much. Like the villains aren't overly edited. You know, the love triangles aren't overly contrived. The music isn't too forced yet. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just, I think it's, it's, and I think the Twitter reaction kind of sort of speaks for itself where you have one of the largest fan bases in the country who almost unanimously were skeptical of this thing and have almost, again, by my impression, like, everyone's come around. Like, I imagine there's a fair number of people that, like, didn't tune in at all, but I could see next week having even higher ratings because, you know, the select few that did were like, no, no, watch this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's there's no sports going on. So as everyone's kind of quarantined with perhaps a sports-loving roommate or significant other, whatever they're going to get roped into this. And I wonder how the ratings will either soar or be impacted moving forward because I think there's an audience out there that hasn't been tapped into the bachelor chaos and this might be the show to do it. So I'm excited. It's only a six week thing. So uh, we'll be talking about it all six weeks. God knows what bachelor nation is up to. Um, We're trying to navigate this quarantine life. Um, But we will be talking Shay and I about listen to your heart for as long as our hearts desire which is tally only six weeks but we're going to talk about it hopefully get some more chaos next week we hope that you guys uh tune in and listen with us uh we do have a mailbag from time to time so if you have any questions comments like you can email us at batch b-a-c-h at fansided.com. we love hearing from you guys comments about the show we both live tweeted every week be sure to give us a follow um I'm rambling. Shay, am I forgetting anything? It's been a minute since we closed out the, (laughs) can I steal you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I need to stop saying, I say that I'm the person, whatever, just trust your gut, listen to your heart. And it's been tainted for me. (laughs) Uh, But on that note, stay safe, everyone. And we will talk to you next week.